1: accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education.
0: Visit Summerweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at summerweedshealthcenter.com. And remember,
2: be smart,
0: be safe, and, and educate. educate. here we go. There, how's that? Well, now you can hear me, but now I can hear myself too, so let's see what's going on Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. All right, well we're doing it again. We are trying to trick the system so that we can actually have a show. Not even sure if it's working, but that's okay because today we're just gonna have another
3: movie day.
0: One of those cold days, you know. We just want to kind of hang out and relax and maybe listen to a movie. Did you catch that? Listen to a movie.
3: Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're all doing swell
4: out there. Um,
0: And no, uh, Halloween t-shirts are not costumes. We don't
3: get away with it that easy. Oh, I love my bestie. I can give you this.
0: All right um it is a cold day here in Tucson which is very nice got the coffee out it's nice
4: and warm Ooh.
0: and um let's see also want to give a shout out to let's see Health center forty eight twenty six east Broadway Boulevard uh, it we have a special still going on two ninety nine uh, that includes everything uh state fee doctor fee processing facility fee um that that is just a deal and a half. Um, so come on down Monday through Saturday. Monday through Friday, we're open 10 to 6. Saturdays are 10 to 3. And welcome our new store, The Goodly. <laughs> 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. So we're gonna We're going to twist that one up, I know, all the time. <laughs> we're going to get our Broadway. So Let's just say that right next to Bookmans, right across the street from Trader Joe's and Starbucks. Exactly. Uh, What else is going on? So that's happening, and uh, it's a beautiful new store, Hemp and CBD Marketplace. Get on down there. Um, There's a little bit of something for everyone down there, even for the horses. No, I said horses. I um, I took it off anyway. And let's see, it's uh, that store's open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and um, Sundays are 11 to 5. I think those are ours. Uh So what else is going on? What's going on in your world? If you want to give us a call, you can chat with us at 646. 646-
4: Nine one five eight four two one. Uh one.
0: And learn cursive and learn how to read your analog clocks. <laughs> don't even teach that in school anymore. It's so sad. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, so there you have it. Come on down. Uh, If you want to know what conditions qualify you for a medical cannabis cannabis card, go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and check out the certification page. Uh, The list is, it's not, this is the list, but there's more to it. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain covers so much. Migraines, fibromyalgia, arthritis, RA, all that, DVDs. Uh, Seizures, all kinds of seizures, including epilepsy, Uh, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, which we know runs uh, the gamut of dementia and then some. um, Cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you're also eligible for your cannabis card if you are getting treated for something and the treatment causes any of those things. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can even email us at Tucson at gmail.com. That's THC for Tumbleweed Health Center. <laughs> um, yep, so check it out. Check out the website. Lots of good information. Uh, if you want to buy CBD, go to the com, and you can get your um, CBD fixes there. CBD, folks, we do have our product down there that is just a a CBD isolate, but most all our products are either broad spectrum, which means they have all the plant except uh, the THC, even the 0.3 is taken out. But they have all the other terpenes and all the other cannabinoids in there. And then full spectrum is just full on hemp. It's the full plant, including that 0.3% THC, which is good for you. Look, we're not out to trash you and put you in a car. Gee. People come in and they're all scared. And <laughs> I said to this this lady last night, older lady and her husband and her daughter came in. It's awesome when people mix make sense of family. was really fantastic and they're really great. But, you know, you don't have to smoke it anymore. Um, which people the first thing like I don't want to smoke like well, you don't have to, that's the beauty, that you can like gummy bears, you can eat a gummy bear. Uh, if you want to just do a teacher. I love it. I get some of the, the um People that come in and they and I offer the tincture and they go, oof, I don't like tinctures. And well, you know what? I'm with them. They're kind of gross. They work. They work. <laughs> well. uh, but you can get capsules and candies and we have caramels and we have um, actual smokable hemp products as well. Um, the bud, hemp bud. Um, hemp flour, whatever you'd like to call it, and um, we've got con- hemp concentrates, too. Now, all this has 0.3% or less of THC. There's nothing in there that's going to get you high. Um, you might feel high because you're feeling happier because you feel better. Yeah. Take that high,
4: like, oh, um,
0: yeah, it's really really difficult. Uh, we do our best to let everybody know that we're here to walk them through the process too. That's also very important because it's scary out there for people who've never used cannabis but have been told their whole life, you shouldn't use cannabis.
4: Don't use weed. Don't, you're going to be a dope. We prevent it.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. So, all right, here we go. This from High Times Magazine, The Myth of cannabis-infused Halloween candy. Yep. Oh, now I want gummy worms.
4: They're showing gummy
0: worms. Halloween candy, but it's just that, a myth, not a proof. With every Halloween that passes, articles and news coverage warning parents about finding cannabis-infused edibles in their kids' candy bags are revived. The fact is that these warnings are tall tales, while issued with good intentions, are simply not rooted in truth. A new Snopes article into the myth and origin of this annual charade, while the first state to legalize medical cannabis was California in 1996, there you go guys, um, cannabis infused edibles were largely produced as baked goods. At that time- Perfecting the art of an infused gummy bear or other recognizable candy was not yet the norm. Snopes ascertained that the topic began to gain attention around 2010 when medical cannabis candies were being advertised in newspapers and in other print media. Scare tactic stories have real-life consequences. The Los Angeles Times reported that law enforcement compensated cannabis-infused candies from dispensaries on October 30th, 2010. Quote, investigators have confiscated candies and snacks containing pop from marijuana dispensaries, and they are concerned such items could wind up in children's trick-or-treat bags. Dot, dot, dot. A warning comes day before Californians vote on Prop 19, the marijuana legalization measure. Quote, the result was a defeated legalization effort with fifth favor of the proposition. University of Delaware Professor of Sociology and Criminal Justice Joel Best recently spoke with Fox News regarding his research on the topic. Quote, research stretches back to 1958, Best shared with Fox News. I've been able to find evidence that, find any evidence that any child has been killed or seriously injured by a contaminated treat picked up in the course of trick-or-treating. Best authored one study in 1985 entitled The Razor Blade and the Apple, The Social Construction of Urban Legends, remember that one, which explored the history of adults giving harmful items to kids on Halloween. His conclusion was that even these events were greatly exaggerated. A review of news stories about Halloween sadism from 1958 to 1983 suggests that the threat has been greatly exaggerated. Halloween sadism can be viewed as an urban legend, which emerged during the early 70s, 1970s, to give expression to growing fears about the safety of children, the danger of crime, and other sources of social tra- strain. Best is also the author of a sociology book called "Threatened Children: Rhetoric and Concern about Child Victims." Of course, we can't ignore that a small number of children accidentally consumed infused candies. However, this fear may stem from a tragic incident in which a father put cyanide into his son's Halloween candy in 1974. Ooh. Since then, there have been numerous articles sensationalizing the fear of unsuspecting um, <clears throat> children being harmed by their Halloween candy. Uh, dr- hold on a moment, please. Thank you. Drug-laced suckers were a concern in 2000 ecstasy-laced candy, uh, candies were the urban legend craze of 2015, just two years ago in 2019. Heroin-infused sweet tarts were the topic of discussion. Not one of these examples are confirmed as factual, according to Snokes research. That would be awful. Ugh. Every year, online articles continue to <clears throat> exaggerate the fear of cannabis making its way into the hands of children on Halloween. Headlines such as Colorado parents are freaking out about marijuana and Halloween candy, watch out for cannabis candy since Halloween, or pop candy in Halloween, a dangerous mix, perpetuate the urban legend, hijacking people's existing fears about child safety. Ultimately, on the topic of cannabis being intentionally placed in kids' trick-or-treat bags, there's very little evidence of this happening. Snopes does mention an incident that occurred in Nova Scotia in 2019 in which parents found a cannabis edible in their, parent, in their children's trick-or-treat bags, but there was no evidence of it being intentionally placed in there, nor was it consumed by the child. In reality, there's a very real problem with uh, vehicular-related accidents on Halloween. According to a Washington Post analysis, Halloween is one of the deadliest days of the year for children pedestrians. Throughout the rest of the year, There has been an increase in accidental consumption of infused edibles by children, which is largely due, one, parents not properly securing their edibles away from their children. Um, Yeah, hide your weed, kids. And two, the ongoing issue with illegal edibles resembling famous candy rants. Parents should seek out a way to secure their cannabis products, such as something that is tamper and child-resistant, just like you don't let your kids go or on through your medicine cabinet, or do you? Uh, prevention is key in keeping cannabis out of the hands of minors. The Medtainer Tube Child Resistant Concentrate Jar or the A- uh, Aviator Series by Chubby Gorilla are great for general child resistant containers. To prevent teenagers from <laughs> accessing your cannabis products, check out the Sneak Guard, the Canador, or Herb Guard Extra Large. If you're looking for something fancier or high-tech, try high-end stash boxes such as the Apothecary case or Keep Labs uh, keep box. In in regards to the topic of child access to cannabis and the appeal of illegal cannabis brand uh, advertising under the logo similarity of Hershey's or Sour Patch Kids, the situation is ongoing. Parents are the first line of defense in keeping their kids away from cannabis. But lawmakers have also enacted legislation over the years to further prevent cannabis edibles from appealing to kids. In Colorado, in 2017, the state approved House Bill 1436, which banned edibles from being made in shapes that might entice kids. <laughs> yeah, well, like they said, prevention is key. You've got to hide your stuff. First of all, looks expensive, so no one's just going to deliberately give out, like, $100 worth of free edibles. Good Lord. They complain about how much tax they have to pay now. They're not going to do that. That's just ridiculous. Uh, And Yeah, so anyway, speaking of Halloween, there is a 2021 Cannibal, Cannabis Halloween Party on October 30th. Oh no, I thought that was like, ooh, no, that's... <laughs> uh, the 2021 Cannibal Halloween Costume Ball will be taking over the landmark patio. Dance the night away with DJs and violinist Jonathan J. Levy Levingston while entertained by fire eaters, stilt walkers, and dancers. Yeah, yeah. Meet AZ Cannabis Chef... chopped 420 atop the Clarendon sky deck amidst the beautiful views of Phoenix skyline and surrounding mountains Cannabis consumption is allowed for adults in designated area and you can get a ticket here let's see you know what I'll do I'll put that spot for you to get a ticket on our blog or whatever our chat what? what's going on whatever our chat is so um, I don't even know if you can hear me or not but you know There we go. So let's see if it even works. All right, episode and chat. You're in the conversation. Ah, and here you go. Get tickets to the October 30th Carnival Halloween Fest. (laughs) a movie of mine that I really like. It's called CBD Nation. And I just discovered this one at Tumbleweed Wheat Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down, get certified, um, least expensive in town, and most importantly, the best customer service. We just got voted Best of Tucson for Best Alternative Health Care Center. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody for that. That's pretty awesome. Boom!
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's really awesome, actually. So, what we're going to do now is um, play one of my favorite movies, *Beauty Nation*. So, hold please.
4: And look
5: at the research. Stop saying that there's no evidence. There is evidence, and it's documented. And
1: the Washington State Fish and Wildlife Service. For the past year, Jennifer's team of scientists and volunteers have been conducting an experiment in the waters outside of Seattle an experiment that yielded some weird and, well, kind of disturbing results.
3: These are muscles. So we put a handful of muscles, usually between six to eight inside of an aquaculture bag we put them in the cage. And we transplant them there at the low tide at about 100 different locations. We leave them out for about three months in the water. And over that time, they're absorbing all of the chemicals that they're eating. And then after about three months, we retrieve them we take them back to our lab, and we open them up, and we put about 30 muscles into a jar. And then basically we just grind it up with one of those immersion blenders to make a, like a little muscle shake out of it. And then we send that off to a laboratory, and that gets analyzed for chemicals, and then they send us back the results. We found a number of drugs in the muscles that people take. We found antibiotics in all of the muscles that we tested. They were exposed to numerous different kinds of antidepressants. They had heart medications in their system. We did find oxycodone as well as the opioid drugs. We found this chemotherapy drug as well in the water, which was actually one of our kind of biggest concerns, because the chemotherapy drug is um,
4: cancer-causing aging. Mm-hmm.
5: When I was really young, I had an issue with depression and anxiety, so I had a really hard time at school because I was having panic attacks all the time. I used to take pills to help things, but then take other pills to help other things. I was given um, Zoloft, Effexor, uh, Clonazepam, Ativan, Xanax, um, what else was there? Valbutrin, Trazodone, Lyrica, which is actually an anti-seizure medication, but they ran out of medications to give me, so they gave that to me and then my nose started bleeding at nighttime because I was on antidepressants that made me not focus. I had to take dexedrine, which is an ADHD medication, which is for focusing. So then that would give me crazy anxiety. I went to different doctors. Every time I told them that I wanted to be either off the medication because it wasn't working for me and causing side effects or lower the dose, they would actually double the dose. And I felt like a zombie all the time, just not myself, until I went on Facebook and I saw things about CBD.
1: In 1999, the United States government filed a patent for the medical use of a group of compounds that appear to help and sometimes cure an unusually wide variety of medical conditions. The compound most mentioned in this patent is called cannabidiol. Cannabidiol is sometimes known as CBD. Cannabidiol, or CBD, is a compound commonly found in the cannabis plant.
2: That federal patent was issued to Aiden Hansen and Julius Axelrod, who were federal scientists. Axelrod
1: won the Nobel Prize for his work on neurotransmitters. When most of us think about cannabis, we think about people getting high. So the thing in cannabis that gets you what we call high is something called THC. THC is a compound in the cannabis plant But THC is just one of hundreds of known compounds inside the cannabis plant, and it is the only one of those compounds that makes you high. These compounds are called cannabinoids. The two most commonly found cannabinoids in cannabis are THC and another one, CBD.
4: Hello.
2: I'm one of the first people that started growing CBD-rich cannabis that I know. I'm actually a pioneer in that movement because I'm one of the people that said, hey, CBD is really important. In the 70s, early 80s, and early 90s, most of the industry and the breeders have been dominated by people who like to get high. So the direction that the breeders went was who could make the highest THC plant that's going to knock your brains out. So the growers,
1: they bred out CBD. CBD for the last 40 years has been bred out of cannabis because it basically curbs the high for that recreational purpose. Now, we've bred it back into these plants. And we have an amazing set of strains of plants that are incredible. If someone is in severe pain, they can be debilitating. That is horrible. Unfortunately, physicians have a very limited arsenal for pain medications, and a lot of times opioids will be prescribed for them. There are real no problems with opioids. They're not a great treatment, and the reason is we, we become tolerant to them. So what happens when people take more opioids, the pain level drops, and they say, ah, that really worked. And then over the next few months, pain level comes back up. They take more opioids, pain level drops. The levels just keep rising. What we find, however, is cannabis can have pain-blocking effects. There's
5: a pretty big body of research that says cannabis is effective for chronic pain.
1: I reviewed thousands of pages of the literature, and I really looked at it carefully, I started treating my patients with cannabis, and with all of those patients, there's an 87% reduction in pain, 81.5% improvement in sleep, 73% report improved handling of stress, 76% improved quality of life, 53% improved energy, and 43% improved focus, and then of the people who are on opioids, 77% of them lowered their opioids, 11% stopped. First of all I came to you and I was using oxycontin. Right. Very scary. I forget the dosage but it was it was considerable. You were taking forty milligrams four times a day and thirty milligrams three times a day. Okay, so now I take uh well I'm prescribed ninety. Right. But I don't even take that much. You're basically on seventy six percent less medication. It started with me um forgetting to take the pill
2: until four hours later and realizing I don't hurt, so I took less of my prescription than I would have, and found out some days I could take a lot less.
0: I could get off these things. There's no better
4: feeling than a win. Oh, that's funny. Sorry, kids,
0: you're listening to weekday Wednesday right now, but we got an ad for um, but oh, DraftKings. Is this DraftKings? I think it must be DraftKings. So if y'all want to bet. <laughs> you could go do it at DraftKings, not here. But uh, you might get lucky. Um, anywho, we say Wednesday, live cannabis radio every Wednesday, 8 to 9 a.m. Arizona, Mountain Standard Time. Check out where Arizona is. Now we've got smart news coming on, so okay. I'm going to have to like, tell you a joke or something. Can I skip this yet? Is it like, oh, you have to register and do all that stuff? Um, so, anywho. Um, did you listen to, oh, now we got another ad for Credit Karma. But did you hear our show a couple of weeks ago with uh, Ed Rosenthal? That was awesome. And thank you for sending me your Bible in the mail, the Cannabis Growers Handbook. This thing is really, really, really awesome. If you want to um, check out anything and everything about cannabis, it's revised with uh, Dr. Robert. Where are my glasses? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Dr. Robert. Flannery and uh, Angela Baca. Well, you know, um, Alex Trebek used to say when he was at his show, see you in two and two, because that was two minutes and two seconds. That's how long commercials used to be. Now this is like four minutes long, and um, it's absolutely ridiculous. So um, we're just going to let that run out, and uh, I can tell you a little bit more about the Cannabis Growers Handbook. And we did start to read the introductions, um, and so we, we will continue to do that. But if you haven't, if you've never checked out any one of his books, please do so. And you can come down to Tumble Retail Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We've got a slew of his books down there, and we'll probably be uh, having some over at the Goodleaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Uh, Come check it out, our new shop right next to uh, Bookman's, uh, Speedway and Wilmot. And there you go. Back to CBD Nation.
5: Where you need less opioids to get the same effect. The pain-blocking effects of cannabis is
1: one. The pain-blocking effects of opioids is one. You add them together, two. No, you add them together, three. That's synergy. I've had a number of patients that just use CBD and felt that it really took their pain down very, very quickly. In 2016, 64,000 Americans died from opioid overdoses. Some of those were heroin. A lot of them were fentanyl or oxycodone. In terms of direct toxic effects of cannabis in any form, there were zero deaths in 2016 from cannabis. So, uh, which is the bigger danger here?
4: Yeah, I know. It's why In I know. Oakland,
1: California, brothers Andrew and Steve D'Angelo own a cannabis dispensary called Harborside, which has over 200,000 registered consumers. The dispensary focuses on medical cannabis. We've really helped introduce CBD and cannabis retail to the world. It's something I'm really proud of. We have tinctures and capsules and oils, all with different ratios of CBD uh, and THC and sometimes just pure CBD. Andrew and I didn't start Harborside with the idea of creating a business or making money. That wasn't our main objective. We knew we had to make money in order to exist, but we had a greater mission, to tell the world the truth about cannabis. All
5: right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank thank
1: you. People started getting better, whether it be a veteran who was coming off opioids to deal with their pain and their trauma, or whether it be somebody with cancer, or whether it be somebody with arthritis. I called every single commercial testing laboratory in the Bay Area and asked them to test our cannabis. Because if I was going to call it medicine, if I was going to provide it to people who had compromised immune systems, I needed to know exactly what was in it and I needed to know that it was safe. Every single one of those commercial laboratories refused to test our medicine out of fear of federal prosecution. So we started Steep Hill Laboratory. Now we had a laboratory telling us, okay, this is really strong, high THC cannabis. And wow, this one doesn't have quite as much THC in it, it. has this other stuff called CBD in it. There was low CBD content in the supply, really, of California's entire cannabis market at that point, as far as we could determine. It had been bred out of the plant pretty much exclusively. It seemed like a crisis to us. We started to say to ourselves, well, how do we get more of this compound into the plant. So what we did is we identified 10 strains of cannabis that had the highest CBD content. We went back to the growers who had supplied us with that cannabis, and we encouraged them to, to grow more of it. Well, in the beginning, they they were kind of reluctant to do that because they're like, man, if we just grow this CBD-rich cannabis it doesn't get people high, is there going to be a market for it? So I had to guarantee growers that we would buy their product from them. The growers started to breed the CBD in and and started to breed the the THC
4: out.
1: One day in 2011, a man named Jason David came into our shop in Oakland. I have a son named Jaden David. Uh, he
6: was born perfectly fine at four months old, uh, started having seizures. (laughs) (laughs) Thousand switches a day, grandma's for an hour and a half. He was in the ambulance 42 times in the first four and a half years of his life. My son had a syndrome, a very rare form of epilepsy, um, the most life-threatening epilepsy out there. I just gave him diastat, one hour he's been having these weird type of seizures. Hey, are you there?
1: Look,
4: he's trying to get out of it.
1: He gets out of it for
6: a second for a second hey Jaden. he's back in it we followed every protocol the doctors told us to do 12 different pharmaceuticals and nothing was working It just kept getting worse and worse and worse he was crying all day and all night having grandma's for an hour and a half sometimes up to three times a day uh, twitching all day It was an April night, uh, 2011. Jaden was screaming and crying in pain, four months straight, not eating, not sleeping, not pooping. Jaden was dying in front of my face. And um, I remember uh, vividly, it was raining outside. I stepped outside. Uh, I had lost everything, my house, my car, my business. Uh, And my family was really breaking apart. My father had Alzheimer's. I was trying to take care of him at the same time. I remember calling my mom that night and telling her, Mom, come pick up Jaden. I put him in a high chair. You have to come pick him up. I can't do this anymore. Um, I was going to commit suicide because you know I couldn't handle it anymore, and um, no one was helping me. I felt really alone. And next thing you know, my mom's wouldn't stop yelling at me, praying, saying, "Please, you're the backbone of our family. Don't let this happen. How are we going to survive if you're gone? Jay- we're going to lose Jaden and your dad. Everything's going to go downhill." Uh, please don't let this happen. So um, she asked me to just have more faith in God. About three days later, I was going to a doctor's appointment, and I came across a kid smoking a joint on TV, on the news, and it said it helped out his Tourette's. Well, I know Tourette's is a neurological disorder. Jaden's Gervais syndrome is a neurological issue. So I started Googling neuroprotectant medical marijuana, and I came across a federal government patent, patent 6630507. I was so desperate I was willing to try anything.
1: So I researched and I found Harborside. He showed me videos on his phone of his child having seizures. He shared with me that none of the therapies were working, none of the pharmaceuticals were working. They were all making his son into a zombie. This was probably the story that that really moved me to help Jason, but he said, you know, my dream, Andrew, my dream is to put my son to bed and have him hug me, look me in the eye, and say, I love you, Daddy. And I was, that was Jason's dream because his son couldn't talk. His son didn't have language skills because the epilepsy was too severe at that time. We had never been presented with a child of that age to give cannabis medicine before. I was worried I was going to get busted, or, or even worse, Jason would get busted, and his child would be taken away from him, and and so we were a little nervous about that. We had to very carefully consider whether we were going to take what we perceived to be an enhanced legal risk. I was concerned about giving a child that young any THC, of course. I didn't want the kid to get stoned. We had done enough lab testing at that point to know that the CBD was in certain products that we had um one of which was a tincture this particular tincture would have very close to no THC in it and we felt like we could try it i went to church that sunday morning
6: at grace and uh and i asked god you know please don't let me hurt jaden i remember giving it to him that morning and um i remember that day vividly uh Jaden smiling. <laughs> Jaden happy. Jaden dancing.
4: Go Jaden, go, go, dance, dance,
6: dance. I gotta thank God a million times. It was the first day I ever seen my son not have a seizure in his life.
4: You
2: are so
4: beautiful
6: to me. Um, you finally give him something that can help him for one time in his life. having a smile. It's like winning the lottery. And I remember the first day calling my mom and screaming and crying at the top of my lungs. Jaden didn't have a seizure today, but I've been so blessed that it's been much more than a day.
1: It was a very, very dramatic before and after, and there was just no, no question that this was a very powerful medicine. To Raphael Mishulam, who is responsible for many of the world's most important scientific discoveries in cannabis research, including the discovery of THC in 1964, none of this was news. We have
2: seen that in epilepsy, it blocks epileptic attacks. We published that 35 years ago. Cannabidiol blocked epileptic attacks in patients that nothing else was helping them. What happened? Nothing for 30 years. Uh, Just the neurologists were not very interested. Nobody was very interested until parents found out that cannabidiol helps children with epilepsy. There's one woman whose son had epilepsy and I was talking to her on the phone and I was working with her, finding the right protocol. And uh, she's telling me that before she didn't know when he could have a seizure at any moment, so she was on call 24-7. She couldn't even go to the bathroom because she had to be there for her son, right? who was probably five or six years old. And I'm talking to her on the phone, and she says, oh, my God, look at that. I said, what? She said, well, it's my son. His older brother is taking him for a ride in a wheelbarrow, and he's holding on and I'm feeling like I don't have to rush out there to protect him because he's got CBD, and he's doing well, and he's laughing. He's having a good time, and he's laughing. And, (laughs) excuse me, um, I said, yeah, so? She goes, well, I've never seen him laugh before. I have never seen him laugh before. It's like (laughs) I was so touched at my medicine. Allow him to be a kid and do regular kid things. And she can now go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like you know, I'm not helping one person, I'm helping the whole family.
6: After I saw C B D working for about a month, I started weaning Jaden off the pharmaceuticals. So I weaned Jaden off stereo When I weaned Jaden off Steropinto, he stopped screaming and crying. After, like, a few weeks, I started weeding him off After five years of eating Gerber food, Jaden started chewing. We're about to put Jaden on a feeding tube because they said, kids with Gervais syndrome, don't chew. Our doctors did. Well, he, I took a part of Gervais and away by taking away that pill. Next thing you know, I took Jaden off Depakote.
2: These are the real
6: withdrawals. Uh, doctors ever tell you this? Looks like he's coming down off crack or something. <laughs> Every time I took him off a pill, it would take about six to eight weeks, and he'd bounce back from withdrawals. Uh we got down to to clobazam, the hardest one, the benzo.
4: <laughs> this is so <laughs>
2: These are
6: clobazam withdrawals. James is having a seizure at five
1: fifteen in the morning. Good job.
6: Now how do we how do we go and carry our bag? Remember how we carry our bags? Come on.
2: Good job, Jaden. Let's go.
6: After we wean him down to one, now Jaden's life uh, he goes up to 16 days seizure free. That's our longest ever. Uh, It's a miracle. I'll take I'll take I'll take two to five bad days a month compared to never seeing a good day ever. The first four and a half years of Jaden's life, out of 30 days, we have 30 bad days.
4: that
6: even though Jaden can't talk he always transfers the energy to me to always keep me going to keep me strong and to get through tough times because you know once you see your kids suffering and dying there's nothing worse after 25,000 pills 12 different pharmaceuticals nothing did with what cbd had done for Jaden.
5: they make money off of sick people we have all these commercials and ads saying like this pill is awesome um zoloft is so good for antidepress, like for depression But then you have the long list of things that it's not good for, and death is something that could happen. But because it's so, like, quick, we don't look at it. So I feel like it's a little bit like that. Like, we're not really getting the information that we need about these things. And we're not getting enough information about CBD, that's for sure. I think that if a lot of people had more information and if the information was coming from somewhere high up, like science and the government, it
4: would
2: be a lot more believable for people. You had many different government studies in the United States that
1: all basically concluded the same thing. In 1976, the U.S. government's National Institute on Drug Abuse published a 250-page report which discussed the medical uses of cannabis. It stated that the potential benefits of cannabis should be studied. It discussed its therapeutic effects as an anticonvulsant, an antidepressant, and an antibacterial. The report referred to cannabis as reducing nausea and vomiting in cancer patients and as treating glaucoma, asthma, and pain. It stated that significant pain reduction was seen in cancer patients, and it even discussed cannabis as helping reduce tumor sizes. That study was never released. It was never referred to the National Institute of Cancer. It was never referred for for further study. It was buried. In 1980, the National Institute on Drug Abuse came out with another report. This one also discussed, among other things, the anti-nausea effects of cannabis, specifically in chemotherapy patients, helping their appetite, and helping in the treatment of glaucoma. Again, same result right this study was not released it was not referred to the National Institute on cancer no further research was done on it the city of New York under mayor LaGuardia conducted a five-year study into the effects of cannabis including among other things that it does not lead to addiction and that using marijuana does not lead to morphine heroin or cocaine addiction again the federal government in the United States did not act on that report did not refer it for further study and there's also the Schaefer Commission. The Schaefer Commission
4: yeah, oh, no was You know what feels better? Better All right. Um. Uh, so, no. yeah, that report prior from
0: 1944,
3: all these reports
0: from the you know, early 40s on... probably I can't hear me. All these reports from the you know, early 1940s on. It was, cannabis was still in our pharmacopoeia until 1941, and I have two of those. I have that edition and Uh, one of the late 1800s prior edition which is really cool Um, but it was taken out and um, when all these reports came out uh, like Steve D'Angelo was saying they weren't acted on they were just completely buried so uh, the the science is out there Um, you just got to do some research on your own probably just get out there and um, that's why I'm kind of playing you know this movie because I think it's a pretty cool movie, Um, and it's got some really good factual information in it, actually. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Weed Day Wednesday, folks. If the show is still even running, yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Boy, it always craps out and I always have to use my phone to, to host it, but Weed Day Wednesday, you can go to TumbleweedsHealthCenter.com, check it out, check out our radio section, our news section. Uh, we've got a great video section. This I was trying to get this put on it, but um, it, it isn't working. So, um, Oh, awesome. Thank you. We're still working. Um, but at any rate, I found this free version, which is why we have commercials from Credit Karma and things like that. Uh, so let's see. We do have some more guests coming on air. Um, We have the author of The Brain on Cannabis, Dr. Rebecca Siegel, I think that's it, uh, is coming on air. I'm not sure when, pretty soon here. We're all trying to coordinate some schedules. And then we just got another request for somebody else coming up, too. Um, So we're going to plan that as well. Um, If you want to send a request for someone to come on the show, just send it to THCTucson at gmail.com. You can also go to our website. Uh-oh, what's happening? It looks like it's like thinking, measuring, measuring. Um, oh, boy, it's freezing up. I plugged it in. <laughs> maybe I should, oh, no. Here we go. What's going on? Let's see, maybe it's back. All right, I think it's back. Oh, and something's happening. So, volume's up. Is it playing? It is playing. And, nope, we don't need the brightness up. We need the volumes up. Oh, boy, it's going to get super loud here. Let's try and do this again. For some reason, it's not playing on the, uh, through the speakers anymore. So we'll have to find out why. So we're going to stop that and go back. No, we don't want to register. Let's see. Yep, supposed to be going through there. See if we can hear it. I don't hear a thing. Oh, boy. That's what happens when you turn things down. Oh, no, and it's all the way up again. Oh, well, um, that, (laughs) this is typical. if I unplug it, if something happens. Um, We'll go back a little bit here. But CBD Nation is a great, great, great movie to watch um, if you can get it to work. And maybe if I just use my uh, MacBook speakers, we could hear it. And no, not even then. Um, Mute, unmute. Okay, well. Um, maybe that will come back on maybe it won't but we're almost towards the end of the show at any rate um, you, you can, can actually come down to Tumbleweed and and so okay let's see here Halloween coming so like we said don't share your Halloween uh, edibles with the little ones yeah just don't do it you get in trouble you don't want to share it with them anyway Wasting your weed, put your weed in it. Well, that's weird. I wonder why the output's not working, but that's typical. That's just a typical show. Okay, so let's see. What else is going on in the world of, of cannabis here? Um, I always like to consult High Times Magazine, and they're online. Um, yeah, Kansas Sheriff seizes cash from legal marijuana sales. Of course they did. Um, Forced to resume online purchasing of cannabis products. Ooh, uh-oh, here we go. Lil Kim enters cannabis space with super bad Camp Nova partnership. There we go. Um, oh, and Pitbull announces first tango with CBD industry with Columbia Care. All right, then. you're in. You're getting into cannabis game, huh? All right, what else is going on? Uh-oh, California destroys a million plants in marijuana eradication camp. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, Dr. Bronner's funds uh, psilocybin legalization effort in Connecticut. And they're showing a, ba- a bar of pure castle soap, and I wonder if um, if you can you're going to be able to wash yourself in a week. All right, Boris Johnson open to consider legalizing mushroom therapy in the UK. It, it, one of the first. Uh, Covers of High Times, I have. Thank you, Silver Sister. And it's got a giant mushroom on the cover. And I think they are big fans of mushrooms. Bank of America closes cannabis research account. I didn't know they had a cannabis research account in the first place. Hmm. Bank of America is without any clear explanation closing the account of the Legally Operating Institute for Cannabis and Psychedelics. I oh, hope. Ho. Well, of course course they are. One of the nation's most popularly used banks decided to close the account of one of the country's DEA-approved cannabis and psychedelic research institutions. Bank of America suddenly closed the account of the Scottsdale Research Institute with very little notice or explanation last week. The Scottsdale Research Institution received a letter dated October 12th stating, that the account would no longer be accessible in 21 days and fully closed in 30 days. The letter also states that, quote, this decision is final and won't be reconsidered, quote. Dr. Sue Sicily, a prominent longtime researcher of medical cannabis, specifically for its efficacy as a treatment for PTSD, is a president and principal investigator at the Scottsdale Research Institute. She posted on Twitter October 15th about the situation. Quote, Bank of America closes down account of federal licensed cannabis researcher. SRI conducts FDA-approved controlled trials evaluating cannabis as medicine for treating pain and PTSD in military veterans and terminally ill patients. This tragically shuts down our bank of America. She also included a screenshot of an official document entitled the Controlled Substance Registration Certificate, which was issued to the Scottsdale Research Institute by the DEA on June 9, 2021. Most recently in May, the Institute was one of three organizations Pending final approval, DEA has determined, based on current uh, currently available information that a number of manufacturers' applications to cultivate marijuana for research needs in the United States appear to be consistent with applicable legal standards and relevant laws, quote, The DE wrote in its release. DEA, quote, DEA has therefore provided a Memorandum of Agreement, MOA, to these manufacturers as the next step in the approval process. Aside from its promising research, Dr. Cicely and the Scottsdale Research Institute have also taken an active approach to push the industry toward legalization and descheduling cannabis. In Sicily versus DEA, which was filed in May 2020, she alleged that Schedule I status of cannabis violated the Constitution and that it should be descheduled. After a year and a half, the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit dismissed the petition. However, one of the presiding judges, Judge Paul J. Watford, stated, that the DEA may eventually be forced to reconsider classification under the Controlled Substances Act in the near future. Quote, I agree that petitioners in this case failed to exhaust their administrative remedies and therefore join the court's opinion dismissing their petition for review, Watford wrote. I write separately to note that in an appropriate case, the DEA may well be obliged to initiate a reclassification proceeding for marijuana given the strength of petitioners' arguments that the agency has misrepresented the controlling statute by concluding that marijuana, quote, has no currently accepted medical use in the treatment in the United States, quote. This is just the most recent example of the continuing problem that all cannabis businesses nearly in nearly every aspect of the industry are having with banking solutions. On September 21st, the U.S. House approved the Safe Banking Act as part of the defense spending bill, which is the fifth time that cannabis banking legislation has been approved in the House. Whether this provision is approved by the Senate remains to be seen. Cannabis businesses continue to struggle with legitimate banking solutions. It remains an issue to witness Not just a dispensary or cultivation company, but a federally approved organization having its accounts closed without any previous warning or reasoning. For now, Dr. Sisley said in a statement to Marijuana uh, Moment that the Scottsdale Research Institute will be moving to a new banking solution with a bank that is supportive of scientific freedom. There you have it, folks. And let's see here. We're gonna try something right now uh, because it is—it's already that time of the show. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for tuning in and
3: listening in. The weekday, Wednesday, we are always sorry about the damn technological problems we have. Remember, to give us some patience for new podcasts. We're
0: moving. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have an awesome week. I don't even know how many days it is until Christmas. Hey Siri. Let's see, if she works. I know she works with all music. Hey Siri. Oh, she's. Oh. Oh. How many days until Christmas? And we'll find out right now. Fifty nine days until. Christmas. Oh my gosh!
3: Fifty nine days until Christmas. Y'all better get your
0: bongs ready, because the in laws are coming. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, there they are. All right. Thanks for listening to Weekday Wednesday, folks. Have an awesome week. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you. We'll be back soon with more technical technology. Weekday Wednesday.